CRWS Countering Racism White Supremacy Book Club. Like, share, subscribe, and comment below. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to CRWS Countering Racism White Supremacy. Today is June 18th, 2022. And today we are here to um, discuss the system of racism, white supremacy, the mistreatment of non-white people on planet Earth by people who are classified as white and practice white supremacy. Um, this discussion is to discuss any areas of the, of the nine areas of people activity, economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. And we will begin right now. I will start by um, sharing some definitions that come from the code by Neela Fuller Jr. from the United Independent Compensatory Code System concept, um, the word guide by Neela Fuller Jr. So I'm sharing these definitions because I'm going to be using these words quite a, a lot. And I don't want any um, confusion from the folks who may be um, tuning into this broadcast or maybe finding it later. So the first word from the word guide is race camp. Race camp. Use this term to apply to any place, residence, country, nation, etc where non-white people are located during the existence of white supremacy racism. Reason, during the existence of white supremacy racism, non-white people do not have or reside in homes, nor do they have or reside in countries or nations. A location is not necessarily a home, a country, or a nation. A location is a location a location can also be dislocation. During the existence of white supremacy racism, the white supremacist racists dictate which non-white people will be allowed to locate where, when, and how these locations and or dislocations for or against non-white people can be correctly called homes, countries, or nations. They can only at best be correctly called race camps, tribal camps, tribal locations, tribal reservations, etc. So I'll be using the term race camp instead of home or neighborhood, which are all terms I'm sure we're very familiar with. The second word is victims unit or victim unit. And this is, says, use these terms to mean the same as the black family. <clears throat> and he has here, again, this is victims unit slash victims race unit. Notes, during the existence of white supremacy racism and according to compensatory counter-racist logic, all non-white people 
persons either individually or collectively are and function victims of and subjects to the power of those white people who participate in the system of white supremacy racism. The system of white supremacy racism is a system of government that is designed to guarantee that the white people of the known universe dominate and mistreat the non-white people of the known universe for the basic pleasure, convenience, and or benefit of the white people of the known universe. The system of white supremacy racism makes victim units out of all non-white persons in all areas of activity, including economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war slash counter war. <clears throat> so I'm probably gonna be cracking open this um, word guide again, if I uh, say some more um, counter racist logic words slash terms. Uh, but getting started, I uh, recently was in my um, old race camp. I um, took a trip there and um, it was very, very uh, much to be expected. Uh, very tacky, trashy, terroristic, and tragic. But um, the plus side, was um, my mode of transportation there was a, a train for the most part. It was like a um, two to three hour train ride. It felt really fast because I spent um, the entire train ride reading. So a very constructive use of time reading. Um, so I was reading um, Richard King's book, African Origin of Biological Psychiatry. Learned a lot. But once I got to um, the race camp known as Los Angeles, um, I was just bombarded with the just the race war. You know, there's uh, liquor stores right across the street from one another. But um, just more um, evidently that the race war is all very uh, powerful. And the fact is that what I observed people doing and 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 um, what me and my um, associate uh, spent most of our our time doing, which was um, not 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 much not not anything much of um constructive value minus you know talking about the race problem when um delving in area three entertainment. But um, what I observed, what we have been um, programmed to do, and the race camp known as uh, Los Angeles is similar across the globe, which is to do any and everything besides be focused on racism, be focused on white people who may be practicing racism. And um, despite um, the, the people in my victim unit, despite the associates I have, it seems that no sort of relationship can um, outweigh the the, 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 the the terrifying reality of white supremacy because talking about this problem, the, the race problem is um, 
very, very um, tough. And it, it's not that I even want to talk about it to people who are not trying to talk about it, but it, it's right in, a, in, our, in our faces. And um, I was with an associate who is very much uh, like myself, feeling very much incorrect uh, a lot of the the time in our existence because we have been victimized and mistreated simply because uh, we're, we're not white we're classified as black and um instead of you know us being um able to talk about the harsh reality of racism white supremacy and how can we counter the feelings of incorrectness you know counter the, the misery that racism white supremacy is supposed to instill in us we uh, have been trained to distract ourselves from these feelings and uh, I saw that very much evident with um, every single person I interacted with my 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 old associates and um, frankly everyone I encountered so um, long ways to go and, and solving this race problem but it made me appreciate the code and counter racist logic um, a lot, lot more because I'm not miserable. I don't um, feel what people will describe as sad quite often. I, I, what I do best, I would say, is um, maintain. And I do say I would experience joy quite often because, you know, when you are still learning and you find pleasure and you get you find fun from learning um you, you shouldn't be sad or bored but i see that and a lot of people who are very confused and who are not attempting to practice counter logic i do suspect they are very miserable we, we have been programmed to be very miserable and very distracted and when we are not distracted we are what people call bored. But as I've done some thinking and everything I'm saying is either um, true or false, VGQ, victims qualify, get quali victims guarantee qualifications, my bad. So I think when we say we're, we're, we're bored, it just, I think that's a, a symptom of being highly, highly brain trashed. Because racist men and racist women, they they have set it up where they want us to believe that we are free. So they let us, they allow us to do a lot of things. But the way they programmed us is that, hey, if we're not being, if we're not distracted, if we're not um, you know, practicing one of the um If we're not, I'm not, I don't want to, um, I guess I gotta, I gotta, I gotta use the term. If we're not participating in ghetto glorification, we, we seem lost. And I, because I use the term, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read what ghetto glorification is. And I, and I, and I use this term and I'm talking about this because this is what I was um, totally surrounded by. And, and the race camp I, I visited, 
ghetto glorification. And, and I saw a lot of this in um, entertainment. You know, we, we, we sat around and um, we watched entertainment that was all about this. And um, yeah, so let me get the word from the word guide. We're gonna, gonna discuss it. All righty. So ghetto glorification. This is from 132 of the word guide. Use this term to apply to any behavior by one or more non-white person that helps to produce silly. My bad. That helps to produce, promote, and or praise speech or action that is primitive, savage, silly, stupid, and or in other ways destructive that directly or indirectly support white supremacy racism. Examples, non-white people, non-white persons speaking and or acting in support of one or more of the followings, being discourteous, fighting for purposes other than self-defense, necessary defense of others and or necessary defense of major constructive possessions property, killing, name-calling, promoting the destructive use of sound, producing noise, robbing and stealing, showing contempt for non-white females, showing off the ability to belittle non-white people based on what they have or have not acquired because of what the white supremacist racists have allowed them to acquire, showing off the ability to belittle non-white people because non-white people are not white people, planning newer styles of doing harm to non-white people, singing songs and or using slang terms that glorify non-white people doing harm to other non-white people. So I saw a um, all of the showing off elements. I saw a experience a number of that and um it's, it's gotten to the, the point where um racist man racist woman and i would say racist child they have this system down to a a science where they're producing shows like p valley legendary where if you have a, a understanding of racism and white supremacy, you can easily see that, wow, this 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 entertainment, this piece of entertainment here is is vile. This is an attack against non-white people, especially black people. And and it, it's promoting and I would say encouraging us to behave and portray ourselves in a really silly and and incorrect manner. Um, so I saw a lot of ghetto glorification, and that's why I appreciate the code because it allows me to understand what I'm looking at. And I I don't think I could ever honestly call myself miserable because I have I have I know what I'm supposed to be doing on this planet, and 
I find joy in attempting to fulfill my purpose of solving this, this race problem of learning anything and everything that is necessary to solve this race problem. So one thing the code has given me is never being bored or completely miserable. Of course, I feel incorrect from time to time, sometimes quite often, but it's never what I would call completely miserable because when you understand the kind of wars that is being waged against you simply because you're a black, the best thing to do is to maintain, is to find some sort of way to maintain. I won't say balance, like I don't even know if that can happen and within a person and such a wretched system, but being able to maintain is something that I suspect we, we, we may all be able to do if you have that will and a little bit of courage to, to learn what we're up against. And I'm going to pause there and let other folks chime in. Yeah, you make a, a lot of good points, um, especially the boredom thing. If you're a non-white person, then uh, I don't think there's ever an excuse to be bored. It's kind of hard to be bored when you're constantly under attack anyway. Um, so I've been doing a lot of research. I uh, finally got this app called Reddit, and it's allowing me to see on a global scale, how uh, the system of racism, white supremacy has completely hijacked the minds of um, every single one, or if not all, everyone on planet Earth. Uh, for example, I saw a video, I mean, there's, there's multiple videos, and I just black people fighting each other, black people shooting each other, black people engaging in complete warfare using assault rifles and pistols with extended mags. And they're in black neighborhoods shooting at each other. And I, I think to myself, uh, white people, white, white, like the white man and the white female and a white woman, they have done a stellar job at uh, turning black people into what exactly what they want them to be, which is a character, the character is, classified as a nigger or a nigga. And um, these, these characters go out and mistreat everyone, minus excluding white people. That's a rare occasion where a white person is mistreated by a nigger. Um, but black people definitely go about killing and sabotaging other black people on a regular basis. And it, it, it reflects, not reflects, it allows me to understand why I'm treated so poorly in my institution, treated so poorly in all areas of activity, treated very poorly when I exit my apartment. When I exit my apartment, I'm prepared for psychological warfare. That psychological warfare manifests in the, uh, the reality that every single person, if not 99% of the people that I, I walk past, project, participate in practice, the um the black man is a the, the black human is a threat you know this this black male is a threat so i'll walk past someone 
to hide their bags, to check their pockets, you know, across the street. All of this is designed to psychologically uh, attack me. Uh, it's, it's designed to uh, deplete my morality. It's designed to confuse me and every other Black person. And I, I, I suspect that every Black male experiences this 24-7. So I, I wonder why it's not being talked about 24-7. I wonder why it's not on every single national t uh, TV show while while we're like treated like complete. No, I can't even say like animals. Like animals, people aren't afraid of fucking animals. People are truly afraid of the black male. Uh, maybe it's because my my uh, power to uh, produce other black people that may or may not eradicate the Yorubu hunter. Um, but yeah, so uh, I am in the middle of. A really an annoying uh, battle with my institution where they just keep demanding money um, from me. Um, I shot a movie, had a really awful camera team minus the cinematographer. So uh, they broke camera equipment, they broke lighting equipment, they broke a bunch of shit because they're a bunch of dumbasses, uh, BGQ. Um, bunch of uh, white people, bunch of Asians who just don't really care about uh, my work or what I was attempting to do. So uh, I'm left with a bill that was um, roughly two grand. I was able to get it down to 500, you know, using a practicing codification, asking questions and wondering why I was the only person who had to, um, you know, pay these, these, these things. And the more I speak about it, it's giving me more questions to ask just to uh, prolong the experience and to cause the, uh, the, the people who uh, handled me at the school to, you know, give them a little bit more of a struggle and their way of mistreating me. But um, the code has really allowed me to, you know, I, my emotions are completely turned off. I don't think I'm an emotional person. If I am an emotional person, it's over silly things like video games and uh, movies or books, not really things that are affecting me. I'm not trying not to be emotional. I know emotions only uh, cause problems for black people. You know, they hardly saw problems. You know, black people and emotions do not go well. That, that's that's my understanding of planet Earth. Um, that's uh, whenever I see a black person getting emotional, it ends with them being in jail or dead. It's very unfortunate, and uh, I see no value in crying about anything. So, um, I, I devised a uh, tactic. Uh, whenever they they tell me to pay for something, I I I simply say it's really you know discourteous and confusing that the director and writer of the film is paying for something that the producer and the cinematographer should have been on it's their it's their jobs to make sure that these things are taken care of it's my job to make sure that the movie that i wrote is um translated to the screen so uh, I will be asking more questions and I will be uh, prolonging the, uh, the the issues. And um, I'm reminding of a, a, a text I got last week where this white female, um, they'll tell you that they're Mexican or from Cambodia or Colombia or something, but they are white skin and they're treated like a white person. So I will classify them as a white person. Um, she's bombarding me with text messages and asking me if I, if I want to, if I want to, uh, what is it? Do I want a lawsuit on my hands? 
And um, I found this really funny because like I paid for the camera rental equipment, but my name's not on any of the paperwork. So they wouldn't really be able to sue me. Uh, I guess they think I'm just some uh, brain trash, dumb nigger. So they think they can talk to me in type of way. But if I was emotional, I would have told them, yeah, I would love a lawsuit, bring it on. And I, you know, won't be living here. So good luck trying to track me down and summon me to court. But um, I, was, I remained calm and I simply responded to, um, you know, I'm, I don't want a lawsuit, but I'm also curious why this bill can be split between three people. Why is it only me expected to pay for it? And um, I, I, I thought about just paying the bill, you know, 555 pounds, why not? It's not that much money. But then I thought about it again. You know, I, if I do have to pay for it, why not, you know, make it extremely excruciating for everyone involved, you know? Let me practice counter war. You know, like this, this white lady is very old and unhealthy. Maybe my emails can trigger her to die if possible. So um, maybe not, you know, but I will do my best to um, be on code and see if I could um, cause them to, uh, you know, think more uh, compassionate about how they treat their uh, their uh, non-white victims. And uh, I, I, I will definitely be ensuring that the people who do message me, I get tons of messages, people asking me if they should go to the school. If they are a black person, I tell them definitely avoid. If they are Indian, Asian, are classified as white, I, I tell them you're gonna do fine. You know, you're Asian people, you're gonna do fine. No one's gonna mistreat you. You're gonna have a community. If you're a, a Chinese or whatever, you're gonna be fine as well. But if you are a black person, the black faculty have been trained to mistreat you, have been trained to, uh, you know, give you very poor help or no help at all. I have a huge backlog of unanswered emails that I will be adding to my um, dissertation essay. I have a huge backlog of mistreatment documents that I will be adding to my dissertation. And um, my dissertation will primarily be about my experiences um, and how white supremacy is the racism, white supremacy is the driving force for many of my interactions and my experiences. And I'll be listing them down in an orderly fashion. And I'll be, I'll be having fun with it because uh, my institution requires me to send them a film. And it also requires me to send them a 30 page essay, uh, you know, uh, with my experiences, you know, what I experienced, what I learned, uh, the books I read, a bunch of, uh, you know, bunch of stuff that's geared towards reforming and programming my mind to be more white-minded. Uh, I try not to uh, take on those uh, objectives and just write um, in a uh, way that allows me to do some type of uh, reflection. I think reflection is as close as I will get to healing because I don't think you can heal from something that's happening every single day, um, nor do I care to heal. Um, I'm a, I've classified myself as a soldier slash warrior. Uh, I'm ready to die in combat. I'm not really expected to um, have a fun, nice, happy life on planet Earth. When I understand that my duty is to help get rid of the Urugu, if not get rid of them, stop them from going to other planets and infecting other solar systems. I'll take a break from now and uh, let someone else chime in.
I just want to say that um, Black self-respect for, um, you know, resisting um, the, 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 the suspected racist um, in a manner that you are attempting to do so. Like, and, and I'm, I think in my, in my institution, I'm like, I think only about uh, none of the uh, non-white Americans survived, suspected, uh, besides me. And um, I think there's only, out of the eight Americans that entered the program, only uh, myself and um, one other white female completed. But everyone else, um, gave up, you know, and um, I, I think that's something to uh, not be proud of, but something to acknowledge, you know, because, you know, I, I can't imagine being in debt and still not having a master's degree. Not that it means anything being classified as black, but using my, uh, with my understanding on how people perceive things, I can use that piece of paper to do a lot of good for myself and maybe even some young black kids who need some type of you know, self-respecting victim to bestow upon them words of wisdom and, and encouragement. So I plan on using my uh, documentation to, you know, hopefully reproduce people with my mindset, with my uh, tenacity to really go after the Urugu in a constructive, organized fashion using tools that they've given us, such as filmmaking. That's my, that's my war weapon, uh, screens, sounds, motion, and action, basically. Because uh, one movie can brainwash millions of people, and uh, I'm looking forward to having that honor. Uh, I was excellent. I would say you would probably be undoing a lot of the brain trashing. So again, Black self-respect on um, I myself, a victim of racism, definitely looking forward to um, stand up. I think that uh, that film may be uh, coded um, in a in a constructive manner, but I, I shall see. Again, definitely black self-respect for maintaining such a putrid. <laughs> environment but hey that that's everywhere on this planet where one person may find themselves it's going to be petri because the system of white supremacy is everywhere agreed I am uh, tired. I have been taking copious amounts of notes, but uh, I need to make time to analyze them. I would like to share some things from my experiment that I'm working on over the next, well, I should just say for the foreseeable future. My experiment is regarding double speak which is when uh, language is being used not to communicate, but to deceive and mislead people. Uh, double speak is typically used by the usual suspects, white supremacists, 
to uh, non-white people so that um, non-white people do not obtain the constructive compensatory help or information that they're seeking. So uh, in my interactions and uh, observations, I have uh, over the last almost two weeks now, a half-filled notebook full of observations. I will just share a few of the code words that I have learned from white people. What is this? Excuse me. Um, a lot of uh, euphemisms are used, a lot of inflated language. I did not notate that, but I do remember it. But words that I, I really don't have context for these and that's another thing I need to work in on, but uh, fill me in, not fit to stand trial, powerful, not informed, may not be aware, miss the connection, bad apple, uh, minimizing people's experiences. Uh, that's just an example of what happened. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. This one I found interesting. And I realized that I've, I've said this twice before when I uh, started speaking. There needs to be something done. Work needs to be done. Does that tell you that work is going to be done or that work is being done now? And the answer is no. All of these things sound nice, but they don't get anything done. And the purpose of my experiment is to figure out a way in communication with white people, how can we avoid getting caught up and wasting time, and by we, I mean myself. How can I reduce the amount of time I'm spending asking questions so that I get either constructive information or I know if I continue in this path because of the observations I've made, I need to cut this off now because I'm going to waste an hour, two hours of my time trying to get information and this person is going to use all sorts of code words, doublespeak, gobbledygook, jargon, euphemisms, inflated language to distract me. Another important thing, uh, which is the reason I have a half-filled book of notes, write questions down and be focused before we start speaking, before I start speaking. Get a timer, get plenty of rest, and slow down. And every day, I just keep filling up this notebook with more words that sound nice, but they really don't communicate anything. I've sat through, how many is this? Six meetings that were supposed to be constructed, 30 minutes each. So that's what, three hours? And 
all it has done, all it has produced, I may have picked out two or three pieces of constructive information. But they really and all of the rest of that 30 minutes, and sometimes it's longer, one of the meetings was actually over 45 minutes, um, a bunch of doublespeak. A lot of time is being wasted to stop people from being as constructive as possible. Picked out two or three pieces That is very, very true. Racist man and racist woman have mastered, solidified, almost solidified non-white people's um, behavior on being totally focused on things that are not constructive and just a waste of time. Yep. It reminds me of um, how my victim unit and associates have been trained to um, spend their time and energy. And when I'm amongst them, the, the common behaviors I'm observing is the consumption of poison, whether it's um, poison that could get one inebriated or poison that contains um, high amounts of sugar and whatnot. It's um, I see that being consistent, and I see area three entertainment being consistent, and just a total distraction from probably what it's like to be um, a victim of racism, or just a distraction from yeah, from um, whatever maybe. I think it, it may be that just a distraction from what it means to be classified as black, and this is very normalized. I'm like, dang, we we like we're we're gonna do this every day. We're gonna wake up every day and drink poison. That's gonna get us intoxicated. Every and it's um yeah that that was um normal for. For me to observe is normal, still is normal 2022 as of right now for me to observe happening amongst my um victim unit. And um I I I I call it what it is. I you know I I say yeah I have some poison with you, but um yeah. But other than that, that and that that's not the correct thing to do. I should definitely be the um the I don't want to say role model, but I should be the person demonstrating, you know, how to counter the system simply by not drinking so much poison. <clears throat> but you know, I am also very brain trash, highly, highly, um, highly victimized, niggerized. I, I would actually say, but uh, attempting to to do much better. And I think also the system has probably. Um, trained us to only really value our time and I'm, I'm thinking about myself right now but maybe i've only been taught to value my time if it's um 
when I'm working on the plantation, you know, plantation being like some sort of job. You know, that's the only time I buy, oh, when I'm having fun. I, I used to remember being at, you know, parties, those, those insane gatherings of where we just consume a poison, ton of poison. I used to be at those places. I used to be like, ah, oh, man, the, the, the time's running, the, the, the fun's almost up because it's getting pretty late. You know, that means the fun's almost up, you know. So that's when I value time and I was having fun, but all time should be valued, you know, and all time should should be attempted to be used to do something constructive, you know, but the system programmed me insanely well. You know, I, I valued my gaming time, not so much my learning time, you know, you know, but it's not entirely my fault. I was born into a really incorrect system where it totally retarded my uh, attempted mother and by default, I, I was also severely retarded and not at the level, still am not at the level where I should be mentally, physically, socially, any, any, any way, shape, or form. So still learning to, to value my time. And I would, you know, beg, and I, I do beg, I do a lot of begging. I beg white people for things that I beg non-white people things because, hey, um, I'm already um, a prisoner of war. I'm already, you know, talking to most people from behind the cell if, if one understands the kind of planet we're on. So, you know, I see it as just a, a prisoner, just, you know, doing doing somewhat of their best, but I have no problem begging on white people. Hey, we, we must, can we use our time better? Can we use our time and energy to learn about the system of white supremacy to learn why we should be suspicious of every person who may be a racist and learn that, hey, only white people can be racist because this concept of race, this system of racism was created and benefits only white people. You know, no one else benefits. Some, some people may get a lot of comfort from it, you know, so-called Asian people, so-called other non-white people who are not Black, they may get a lot of comfort from it, but the people who benefited from it the most are the white people. And I suspect Asian people and all other non-white people are still severely mistreated, and the record shows that to be the case, from my observations at least. So, Yeah. That's something we have to also do because as victims, we get programmed with a lot of pride. We want to be prideful. We have a lot of ego. First of all, we were going to say we're not victims. We're not subjected to the system. I'm definitely subjected to the system. I have vivid memories of yelling to a race soldier, which some people may call a police officer, I have vivid memories of yelling to a race soldier, I'm a kid, I'm a kid during me being mistreated. And their response was, hey, I'm not going to stop mistreating you, nigger. They didn't say that, but that's what the response was because they didn't stop mistreating me. So uh, I didn't have to do too much um, convincing. You know, once 
I got the information of Neely Fuller Jr., Dr. President Fesbosing, I was like, oh, it makes sense now. This trauma I've been talking about, it's all coming from the system of white supremacy. So the pride thing has to go. The ego things has to go. There's nothing to be proud about, nothing to be prideful about if you are on this planet. Because look around, it's atrocious. This planet is atrocious. I think it sucks here. I think it sucks being classified as Black. I think it sucks being a white person and allowing and participating in this wretchedness that goes on here on this planet. So just not a pleasant place. And people, again, going back to what I talked about earlier with the being miserable, people always project me to be miserable or depressed because I I I think this way. And I, I think um, what I'm saying may be accurate about planet Earth. And it's not planet Earth's fault. It's the white people who are on this planet and they have allowed this system of white supremacy to just make this planet a hellhole. That may be a metaphor or oh well, but sucks here, sucks here. I beg everyone to do their best to um, attempt to produce justice. Yeah, let's just guarantee that no one on this planet is mistreated and those who need help receive constructive help because like like what Sir said about his um lack of emotions <clears throat> yeah I, I can relate somewhat you know I I'm very much disconnected and uh, attempt to be very um logical but before the code I was very much disconnected and could could care less what happened to um, non-white people or, or black people but um thank the creator for the ability to to learn and unlearn and to correct one's behavior and i'm gonna i'm gonna pause there um actually i have to give um yeah, misconstructive actions. I think that's very constructive what you're what you're doing. Uh, I would appreciate if you could send me um some some pictures of those notes if, if you'd be willing. I think it'd be highly constructive. Um that is I would say counter racist science. Definitely codification as well. I will send you a few pages right now. Can I be heard? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, greetings, everyone. <laughs> um, I guess something that I've been doing or thinking about a lot is just the way that um, children are set up to fail and are so heavily mistreated in the system. Cause I've been, my plantation as of late is a um, elementary school and I have a very small class, but there's all, I 
I mean, I would classify almost all the kids besides one as non-white. And specifically, there's two black females that are only eight years old who are consistently having conflicts with each other, consistently bringing each other down. And it's, um, I try to talk to them. I try to explain to them with the definition of justice. And sometimes it seems like it, they somewhat understand or can somewhat implement what I say, but I think that they're so heavily, I mean, the, the children nowadays are just so heavily programmed. Like they're just, they're not even children with individual personalities anymore. They're just, they're just memes. Like they're just walking memes. Like they just, it's like they constantly repeat things on TikTok or to the point where I have to look it up because they're constantly saying it and I'm wondering where they're getting these sayings from. And it's like, they don't even speak their own words. It's almost like they're just constantly repeating it. Like it's like um, embedded in their brain computer so deeply. And so that's been something that has been just hard to deal with because it's like I'm obviously in this environment the school is like a propaganda it's a tool for propaganda so I can only do so much and the the things that they're exposed to the things that they're they talk about I I don't want to bring it up but it's pretty shocking for to hear like a seven eight-year-old talk like that and I try not to like judge them but I try to just have them understand like the responsibility and what they say and, and how powerful words are and to be really mindful of what they say and to not say anything unless they know what it means or have a definition for it. But the moment that they walk into the classroom, the two black females, they're just start fighting immediately. They don't even know what to argue with each other about. They just try to find anything to argue with each other about because they're so programmed to just hate each other. And it's very, it's very sad. Um, we, we talked about careers and what it means to like have a job and the type of responsibilities each job would entail. And the kids are like, um, or the children are like, Almost all these non-white kids say, I wanna be a police officer and I wanna be in the army because I wanna save lives. So I had to like, just ask them questions like whose lives are you saving? Where are you saving those lives? How are you gonna save their lives? And all I say is, oh, I'm just gonna pull up with a gun like in Call of Duty. And I'm like, okay, so they just wanna already program to just kill. Um, not surprising, but it gets, um, it's like almost every kid is like that. It's like they're all becoming the same person because they're all have, are constantly inundated with the same media. The way that they, like they have their own hive mind, whether they know it or not. Um, the other things I would say is just like, in general, being a teacher is 
just um, a really incorrect job because they really set you up to fail. And they like, they're trying to pressure me to do this class project. And I'm like, if I'm not taking out my own money to do this, that, that is not a part of my job description. But like all the teachers come up to me like, have you started your wall yet? Have you started working on your door? And I'm like, no, I don't see myself working on it anytime. And like, although you only have a few kids, like you could probably do it. They'll really like it. I'm not interested. And then the biggest problem I've been having that I feel like I may have solved, not sure, is that there were a lot of roaches in my room. I would come in every single day and, and just be have to mentally prepare to see at least 10 to 15 dead roaches just from my walk into the classroom to my desk. I would always count them. And it was always like in between 10 and 15 dead roaches. And every morning I would just be like, well, this is not a part of it. Like, this is not the type of work that I'm supposed to do. So I would just call or I would go to the front office and tell them like someone needs to do something about these roaches. And um, eventually, so I think like two days ago, I saw one of them in my home, which, and terrified and annoyed me because I live in an area that is roach infested. And I tried my hardest to make sure that I don't have them in, in my, I guess my dwelling, not my home. So when I saw them, I immediately went to the front office that morning and I said, I, I'm not, I need to be in a different room. Like you need to change the room I'm in because there's roaches in my home now. And the first is, I'm, I won't classify any of them because they're, I, only, I think only white people can classify them because the school is like 95% of the people who work there and the people who, um, the students there are from Mexico or Southern America, but I can't classify the, their race. So I won't, but the first admin lady was helpful but then when we went to the second person, because um, she had to go to her boss to authorize it. First of all, like when I told her about it, she didn't even look me in the face or say anything or acknowledge the fact that, hey, um, I apologize that you have um, roaches, that our facilities are, you know, not hygienic, not, you know, keeping up to standards that a teacher should be in, nothing. She was just talking to the lady and she said, well, I don't know what classroom we're gonna put her in. Mind you, like I'm teaching a summer school. Probably the general population of that school is like 400 to 500 students. There's only a hundred students or less, I think, at summer school. So there's plenty of empty classrooms and I know that and they know that. And they tried to like give me the runaround, but Something that I've been doing lately that at least works at that school is I honestly just don't even respond or say anything until I get the answer that I believe I should get. So I will just look at the person um, unless they're asking me a direct question and if they're just giving me statements saying, well, I don't think that there's any rooms. Well, I don't think that you can move. Well, et cetera, et cetera. I don't say anything. I just keep looking at them. Um, just like waiting for a response that I can actually respond to. 
And so eventually they found a room for me. I wasn't surprised. It was literally a room that I knew was already open. And then someone who's not even in that, she's not even an admin person. She's like the counselor for the children. She's like in the room, she says, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just roaches. I deal with them all the time. I, I have them in my room, which is a counseling room in the counseling room all the time. It's no problem. And again, I'm just looking at her. I'm not saying anything or like responding unless she gets asked me a question. And she says, um, I guess I'm just different. I guess I'm just built different and implying that like, oh, I, I'm complaining and that she's different because she can handle it without complaining. And again, I don't say anything because I'm just, I already knew and expected that people would try to like manipulate me into feeling guilty for not wanting to live in or exist in a roach infested classroom. But again, I just didn't say anything. And eventually they just stopped talking and they gave me the keys to the new room. So that was helpful. So I got a new room, but of course that room has not been clean. So it took me about like an hour and a half to just sweep the floor, not even like clean and organize the actual room. Luckily, like the children were really helpful and we set up a program to like organize everything together. But when I was, um, the, I think like two days later, I told the children to wash their hands because they're supposed to wash their hands every time they come in the classroom from outside and we didn't have any paper towels. So I saw that the um, there's two custodian, custodians and one I saw he, I would suggest is a white person, a white male, I would assume. And he, um, he was like, oh, you're in this class, you moved classes? Because he knew that I was in that roach infested classroom. And he said, when he was like, because the custodian in the morning, who's actually helpful, told him, hey, you need to vacuum her classroom every night because she comes to the school in the morning and there's a bunch of dead roaches. And he came up to me and he said, oh, I, I know that the person told you to vacuum, but I can't vacuum. It's against my, the school policies. I can't vacuum the room. And I just looked at him and I, was, I didn't say anything because I was in a meeting and he was interrupting the meeting. So he, when I saw him again, once I had the new classroom, he was like, oh, you moved classrooms? I was like, yes. He said, who authorized that? I didn't say anything. He said, who let you move classrooms? I didn't say anything. He said, why'd you move classrooms? And the children were trying to say like, oh, there's roaches, but I just, you know, like put my finger over my mouth, like don't say anything. And so they all kept quiet and faced forward. And I just started talking to them like, oh, go wash your hands. You have paper towels now. And he's in there like really interrogating me because I feel like they, everyone in the school probably knew because they always say, oh, D3, that's the worst classroom. And I'm assuming that they set me up in that room because they knew that it had um, roaches in there and no one else wanted that room. And so he kept asking, why are you in this room? Who, who authorized you to be in there? And I didn't respond until eventually he left. But then he came back once the children were at PE. So I was unfortunately alone with him. And he starts bringing it up again. Like, and he said, I know it's the roaches, right? You can't stand them. I didn't say anything. And he's like, um, by the way, like, 
have you been doing this long? Where, what, um, what schools have you taught at? Or do you, have you taught in this district? I being, you know, just a victim who is still not well at being codified, answer him, even though I shouldn't have, or I should have answered with a question. And he said, um, I told him the, the schools that I had been at, that I had previously taught at. And he said, um, oh, that school. And he goes close to me and he says, that school is so ghetto. And then he just looks at me like waiting for me to respond to give him some sort of energy or something. And again, I just looked at him with no response and I kind of just like turned my head and he eventually left the room, but it was just very tacky, very annoying experience um, having to be at this school in general, but it's also like a better plantation because at least I get to leave early and not be at work or at my plantation from like eight to six or something like most people have to deal with. But you know, there's good and bad to a lot of these things. So I think that's all I have to say. Miss Ash, I appreciate you sharing that because uh, that is a, I guess I will include that with my experiment. I'm gonna call it compensatory constructive silence. Because you were bombarded with a bunch of double speak and you acknowledged it with silence until you got a constructive response. I really thank you. I have put that down in my lab book and I will be using it in the foreseeable future. That's good to know. I'm glad that um, is helpful. The reason why I do that is because I'm so, I think brain trashed and manipulated by white people that the moment that I know that the moment that I open my mouth, I'm gonna try and say or do something that makes them feel better. And that's something that I need to work on. And until I can work on that, I just need to be quiet until I get what I think is the perceived like um, optimal result. Wow, Ms. Ash, that is terroristic. And um, in regards to the um, the children. Tragically, I, I, I am um, aware of what the usual suspects are preparing these um, children for. And it's to be um, totally brain trashed and easily uh, sexually sewered by white people. And, and, and honestly, them sexually sewing, sexually sewing each other. So some of them, um, Everyone should be familiar with Eminem. You know, we should be familiar with it with his um really vulgar rap lyrics. Now, think about him and um all the insane things he rapped about. Times it by a billion and throw in a lot of anti-sex. You know, this is some of the things that um children in elementary schools are are exposed to are listening to so i'm gonna um, 
there's a a rapper, a white rapper, who um if, if he worked in the schools, you bet there is a 10-year-old, seven-year-old, six-year-old who is aware of this white rapper and they're aware of this particular song. It's called, let me see what this song is called. But actually, um, his name is gonna speak for itself, but the rapper's name is, um, let me just put it on the screen really quickly. It's young, <clears throat> young spinach cum shot is his um is his name. And and these are some of his lyrics. And this is what the, the students, children are listening to. So racist man, race moment, they are masters of how they're programming our children no not our children but the children yeah. so yeah i'm not gonna read them but it speaks for itself and he has songs you know he has a song called early morning nut a song called astrology is retarded <laughs> so he has a, this 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 person or there it is Coochie and Gucci. So it just, this is a one way racist man, racist woman understand that, hey, we could sexualize the hell out of children if they're, if they're listening to rappers like Young Spinach Cum Shot. You know, no child should be aware of um, any of those incorrect, twisted acts white people have convinced us is sex or. And, and also, you know, I'm, I'm going to dive into the Yugi's mind just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit, because just, just the um, the lyric in itself, I'm a registered sex offender. I stuck my dick in the blender. The first line, hey, that's what it means to be white. I suspect some people at least, you know, that let's attack the, the thing that it's supposed to bring life to planet Earth. Let's attack the thing that helps us to bring life. You know, why do they um, make jokes about harming their phalluses so much? Right. Could be um, re reflective of um, their disdain for their body, their skin, uh, uh, and their inability to produce color. Or it could just be jokes. Uh, but they say there's some truth in every joke. Anywho, brain trashing children music is an excellent way to do it and this is just one this is just one there, there's another one i'm not able to locate that i caught one of my um students listening to and it was um along the lines of this it was about it, it was a rap song about you know black males you know ejaculating on each other anti-sexing with each other and and they they're they're listening to it uh, with, for entertainment, you know, and they make now I can observe in elementary schools, and I would say probably in middle school as well, high school as well, that you know, 
anti-sex jokes pretending to be anti-sex is like you know funny something to joke about but this is where this is what brain trashing looks like some call it brainwashing but this is what brain trashing looks like racist man and racist woman masters masters at it <clears throat> yeah and uh youtube i don't think he's allowed to have that come shot so he have to take it off but yeah he has about millions upon millions of views and this is not talking about his soundcloud so let's just yeah what does it mean to be white but thanks ask for uh, for um your report very very um terroristic and black self-respect for um getting that um classroom and Kwaku has a question and he has a suggestion as well he says my suggestion for non-white people would be not that anybody asked for my suggestion ask for a clean safe classroom and that's very logical and he had a question that he asked a while ago that i missed to you miss action miss constructive action from Kwaku, what environment are you conducting your and your your experiments, i.e., workplace, certain activity, etc.? All nine areas of activity, mostly workplace, um, but it could be if I'm running errands, if I'm at the grocery store, I need help somewhere, online or offline. All areas of activity. And in regards to um, the, when I caught my, one of my students listening to um, this song called, I think it was called um, Come Shot. I think it's called something like that. Not by the guy we just, the, 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 the racist we just um, talked about, Young Spinach, but different group of people i told them that when you listen to stuff like this it brain trashes you and i told them what i what i just mentioned earlier about the brainwashing but it's better to be known as brain trashing and i i described it as this is why probably you are when you are just Attempting to just do anything, your mind, the images that come to your mind are probably very incorrect. You're probably just walking somewhere or, or playing a video game or attempting to maybe even read, maybe to even like do something constructive, but some an incorrect image, thought, or combination of words enters your mind why is that it's because you are consuming information like this but 
victims of racism are victims of racism. So that's the tragedy. Something that's been on my mind for a few weeks, the term Juneteenth and white people asking me, well, what is it? And expecting me to explain it. I do not. And um, a white person, I witnessed a white person ask another non-white person, you know, why is it called Juneteenth? If, and why is the bank closed on the 20th? if it's called Juneteenth. And this person became embarrassed. And I want us to understand that that's another way that white people practice racism, white supremacy. That's a form of, of, you know, of terrorizing you. Because us as non-white people, we feel the need to answer, or like we have to answer because this white person is demanding or asking us a question. My go-to, don't say anything, or the nice nasty, which I'm not suggesting anybody do. But if you ask me a question and I don't want to answer it, I'll answer another question. I'll, I'll play their game. I'll answer another question. I'll bring up the weather, because you can't say I didn't answer you. I'm just not answering that question. Something, one, you already know. Two, a easy, quick Google search will solve that problem. If you don't know, which I, mm, I don't believe they don't know but I could be incorrect. So I wonder how many people, how many non-white people, especially, especially black people on their plantation, on the plantation, who are being asked this question and feel terrorized or feel the need to educate. So that is something that's been on my mind and it, um, it frustrates me and I'm tired, just tired of it. Thank you, Ms. B. Tomorrow is so-called Father's Day. And I'm tired of every holiday, mentioning of a holiday and being invited to some sort of barbecue or event because it's so-called this day coming up, Father's Day, Mother's Day, July of 4th of July. Yeah, well, I, the code definitely encourages, and I definitely will wood bag and deep bag non-white people and say, hey, stop participating and celebrating these, these holidays that um, do absolutely nothing but serve the system of white supremacy and possibly for that day will give us a little extra distraction, a little more soothing effects from, hey, on this day, we get to consume more poison than usual, more poison than usual in the form of sweets, intoxicating chemicals and whatnot. Yeah, now white people would do, um, would, would would deal a tremendous blow to the system of white supremacy if we just 
stop participating in one holiday, so-called holiday. Um, imagine all of them. Um, that would definitely be constructive, would be constructive. So yeah. Thank you, Miss B. I, I'm not familiar with the Juneteenth, never, never cared for it, nor will I ever care, care for it. And um yes, guess I'll pause there and see if other folks wanna chime in. I have been working on my patience with myself and with other Black people. And I suspect that everyone on the line has been doing the same. Um, everyone brought up some very interesting points. Uh, for me, myself, I'm just to the point where I don't think that this system of white supremacy is going to end peacefully. And so I pretty much constructed my thought, speech, and action around that. And I hope that I'm incorrect, but the evidence doesn't lead to that. Uh, uh, a lot of black people are out of shape. We need to get in shape. Uh, and that leads to another uh, way of countering the system. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm very frustrated. Very frustrated. Uh, the vast majority of non-white like people that I'm around don't have, uh, they don't show any will towards attempting to counter the system. And it's like, you're just yelling uh, in a crowded room and no one hears you. So every day is just observation after observation. Pretty much that's what I have now. If anyone wants to ask any questions. Unfortunately, and I have observed not, well, I've observed not having the will to counter the system. But I've also um, observed not even having the will to discuss the race problem, even when the problem that they are discussing is directly related to the race problem. So yeah, I, I've, um, I'm grateful for um, my, my mindset of still learning because I, I have, um, acquired a, a, a better understanding of their word hate. And it has come to my knowledge that um, ancient Black people used the word hate and, uh, and understood the word hate as uh, re rejection, you know, as to, to reject something 
that should not be here. So when I am using a hate, I'm using it as uh, rejection, something that should not be taking place. And I definitely hate what racist man, racist woman, racist child has done to the will of non-white people because we um we are willing to do a ton of stuff we are willing to be serious about a lot of stuff a lot of it is not constructive most of it is not constructive i would say but when it comes to thinking about what it means to have this skin that is brown but they call it black or that is dark brown they call it black still we don't want to think about that we don't have the will to think about you know why do we keep seeing the same things happen why do we keep seeing white people kill us in large numbers and small numbers so i hate that the world and us now white people has been very much sabotaged by white people who practice racism and um i would say you're definitely correct in that this race problem isn't going isn't going to end peacefully because yeah peace that's something that's the end result of solving this problem i'm not expecting peace until racism has been eliminated. So yeah, I expect it to be very, very um, terroristic, the effort to produce justice, but every non-white people should have the will to join that effort and the understanding that yes, justice guaranteeing that no one is mistreated and those who need help receive help, that's way better than racism. That's, that's way better than what we have now. That's way better than any lame, retarded excuse we could come up with for why we should not change things. Or at least make an attempt to change and improve things. And what the racist bastards have done so well is that they've made it, it seem like this problem is unsolvable. They made it seem like this, the white people are just undefeatable. You know, we just, we, you know, this is as good as it's gonna get. We, this is their civilization. If just enough non-white people stop name calling each other that will be a tremendous blow to the system if enough non-white people attempted to stop cursing that would tremendous blow to the system of white supremacy if enough non-white people stop participating and promoting and agreeing to white people sexually sewering us, having sex with us, that would, man, I mean, males and females, that would really do something against the system of white supremacy that we have 
never seen it before. But enough of us have to be willing to make an attempt to attempt these suggestions that we can find in a compensatory counter-racist code by Nilly Food Jr. We have to be willing to attempt these suggestions. Keyword willing, the will. Because I think it's very simple. Hey, it's, it's simple. We can all, if enough non-white people simply thought about the system of white supremacy, about what to do about it, even that will be constructive. Even thinking about it, even we gotta talk to nobody about it, just think about racism, white supremacy. Think about how you feel about being on this planet and what maybe you can do as your own individual. Don't think to work with any black person to solve this problem. Think about what one can do individually against this problem. Oh, okay, I can stop, you know, saying nigga this and bitch that. I can stop doing that. That's my contribution. That's my contribute. That's my um donation or or contribution. Effort. Yeah, contribution thing. That's my contribution to the um, war effort. I'm going to stop, you know, using code words that mean Black people are vile creatures that should be mistreated. So I can pause there. There's, there's simple things we could do to have a great effect on countering this system. And I really hope my... Um, a combination of words, you know, computed that. Uh, yeah, and I understood. I think it was, um, I think what you said combined with what Ash said about how don't respond to anything unless it's something that you can, that, that helps your cause or move your uh, agenda forward. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. A tactic that I would definitely be, um, picking up on because uh, I do agree that a lot of the non-white people, especially black people, uh, silence is uncomfortable. So they feel like they have to um, fill the room with noise, regardless if it's nonsensical. And um, white people are very much aware that aware of the power of asking questions. So um, some things that I, I, I will, will be putting into practice practice is what I heard Ashley about just remaining silent. If I, I'm not going to just talk because I'm talked to. You know, that's actually not logical. Um, if I'm asked a question, I'm not going to answer the question unless my question is answered first. Uh, if I present a thought, I'm not going to let the thought be um, erased um, by a slew of words um, and terms that the white person may or may not you know, attempt to use to confuse me. Um, and just for me, having an under, having an ultimate understanding, I, I, what I classify as an ultimate understanding, I am non-white black male. So my ultimate understanding is that everyone is out to mistreat me, confuse me, or guide me towards destruction. Everyone, regardless if they're my, um, if they're black or uh, not black, that's just, the most safest logical way for me to navigate planet earth everyone is against the black male the black male is the i so this is this is my perception of reality and how i perceive my my life the black male is the most um targeted 
and dominated and confused the thing on the planet. Um, I don't see a lot of other other people walking around sagging with a, a Uzi in their back pocket, killing people who look like their cousins. I don't see that happening a lot. So uh, I definitely am going to be try to put into practice what Ash said about you know not responding, being more quiet, more observant, um, and also just asking questions. To me, the, the best thing to do is ask questions, um, and also express areas when I feel like I'm being mistreated. For example, um, I had to send my school an email saying that it's extremely uncomfortable, and I feel that there's a level of mistreatment that comes with expecting me to cover all these bills when the reason why these bills exist is there's a collective failure. The producer failed. The cinematographer failed. You know, uh, logically speaking, my only job on set is to make sure I A, B, and C. So um, I shouldn't even have to worry about these types of things. But yet I'm being told that I'll be sued if I don't respond. And um, I just find it very, very hysterical because uh, probably won't be the won't be the first time or last time that I've been brought to court, you know, and, and I just think it's, um, I, I don't mind anything. I, I expect to be mistreated and um, I expect to become a better fighter and more resilient with every, you know, stab and bomb and punch that's thrown in my direction. Thank you, Mr. Sir. And I, I would add, if an effective number of non-white people asked more questions and responded with more silence, that would also be very constructive encountering the system of white supremacy. I suspect. I'm and I'm not, I mean I'm in the error about that, but imagine a bunch of non-white people classified as black asking serious questions then we gotta use the race word then we gotta say race white supremacy we can we can ask questions that get to the core you know so like um what exactly say what exactly are these students supposed to be learning in this in this classroom here um miss principal or whatnot just ask more questions and respond with more silence that would be very constructive. And that's something I, I would begin to beg uh, more non-white people and ask them to do, please. Um, ask more questions and respond more silence. I would also add a suggestion to stop smiling and be more serious with white people. And if you're going to have any interaction with white people, get constructive information and stop talking with white people about entertainment, sports. See what type of constructive information you can get from that particular white person. The code says not to joke with white people because the joke ultimately becomes on you. So yeah, less smiling, more serious. 
Thank you, Mr. Ray. Yeah, I, yesterday I observed um, the victim of racism tell um, their offspring to 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 to, to smile. I said, oh, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, that's, you know, he, you know, he doesn't have to smile. He never has to smile um, for nobody. That's, you know, and I, and I, I second what you said, Ray, we definitely, you know, we, we wouldn't have to mean mug. We don't have to, you know, well, <laughs> I don't know if that's the correct terminology to use, but we don't have to mean mug or do anything like that, but we don't have to smile especially white people smile at us and give us that little deceptive nod. We don't have to respond to that with a smile. I definitely have, have stopped doing so. And it's, um, yeah, it's great. It's constructive because, you know, whenever a white person comes around, I'm not thinking about, you know, appeasing them and making sure they're, they're feeling comfortable. I'm making sure they're not going to bring out a AR-15 or some sort of pistol and murder me. So I keep my eyes on white people for not to, you know, smile back at them, but to make sure they're not going to mistreat me or attack me in some way, shape, or form. This is how we should uh, be interacting with white people if we're not, you know, getting constructive information from them or working under them on the plantation, what we call our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just unless it's highly constructive, we should not be talking to white people about Area 3 that much entertainment because not that constructive to even be engaging in that, at that area. And I forgot to mention this earlier, but Area 3 entertainment of people activity, people activity, I think it is a very um, powerful area. And I think it's um, on the level of um, influence of area age sex. I think entertainment has a great effect on non-white people. And remembering what Ash said about how her, see how she sees some students just regurgitating memes, just, you know, their, their minds are just so filled with such, you know, content so um yeah i'm gonna pause there can i be heard you may yeah i wanted to say something about the uh the children and their access to uh technology basically and means i i suspect that uh that the fact that they have access to these uh, devices and such is it's it's it's, it's really uh, incorrect for the most part, uh, mainly because it gives them access to, like you said, propaganda. Like these these memes, these uh, <laughs> the the stuff that they regurgitate is designed for to change them. It's designed to have them. You know, per perpetrate who they're supposed to perpetrate. Uh, I suspect. Uh, I just started 
looking at this thing called Reddit, and whenever I see children and on the in the videos, they're always fighting, always stealing, always doing something just really, really not constructive. Um, and and you can tell you can tell that they this is the generation that's going to be raised by memes. This is a generation that's raised by uh, music, where a guy is talking about putting his palace in the woman. This is a generation that's raised by incorrectness and anti-blackness at the forefront. I've seen probably a uh, twenty videos, and there's not a single black person in the video, and all you hear is. All you hear is nigga this, nigga that, what's up, nigga, what's going on, nigga. And whenever there's white people fighting, they're also calling each other nigga. So uh, black people have, I think uh, the late 2020s, like 2010s, whatever, black people are done. Like black people have nothing. Uh, they have no, zero self-respect. It used to be a time where it was frowned upon for someone to call a black person a nigga as to say the word in front of a black person. Now it's, Accept it. Black people are allowing everyone to just mistreat them on all fronts. So, um, like moving forward for myself, uh, I'll be really honest with children. Like you're supposed to behave like a, a mini psychopath. You're supposed to behave like a white person, unstable, uh, unpredictable. Um, but none of the none of the uh, logical uh, traits. White people. For the most part, they are they can be logical and patient, and they can, you know, devise a plan to achieve their goals. Uh, black people, non-white people, they, they don't they don't have the patience, or the drive, or even the uh, the will, or the the belief that they can achieve anything that they think about. And like O Five said, a lot of their mind space is occupied by nonsense, by laughing videos. And I also want to comment on the fact that most of the memes are black faces, like black lips, black smiles, black eyes. It's just exaggerating the the, fe the features that are often vilified and demonized. But those are often memes. Like I, I um, I belong to a lot of Discord servers, and um, if you go to the meme section, you'll often see black people falling, being locked out. Are just responding. Black people are used. Black people and memes are used to communicate on a whole different level, and for the most part, it's always deeply racist or stem from um, you know racist propaganda. But I, I do feel I don't I don't feel anything. I I understand that these children are being decimated, and I'm when there's an uptick in mass shootings, when there's an uptick in rapes, when there's an uptick in or uh, like ultimate chaos, it's, 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 it's by design. It's by design, you know, don't, don't be surprised. It's supposed to happen. Um, and uh, it's just really, it's really interesting. I, I'm interested to see how things uh, divulge further. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, when you have children regurgitating memes, that to me is the indication of intense brain trashing, intense exposure to a bombardment of just messages from the system. It, it's like how one would um, 
get a catchy song in their mind, but intensified. And that, that's what these um children are experiencing. Add that on top of um anti-sexual rap song lyrics. I suspect we have a number of children just thoughts racing with incorrect image, incorrect sounds, incorrect words most of the day. And when you ask them, do you know what silence is? Or do you know how to make your mind silent? That's, that, that is an interesting um, exercise. So very tragic. We, we must do a better job at teaching our offspring, not yeah, teaching our offspring they, they, what kind of planet they came to when they um, came out of um, that vagina or that belly, whatever kind of procedure or manner they came to this planet. They're here now and they are in the system of white supremacy and they should know that. Many of us, many of the hosts here did not know we were in a system of white supremacy until um, after we were at least probably five years old. I'm just guessing. And we should know that while we're in the womb. Someone should be, we should hear, you know, while we're in the womb, we should hear some, 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 some muffled words coming through saying, um, they're coming to the system of white supremacy, but uh, I'm gonna make sure you're, um, not that confused about what's going on here. Um, my error, but you're coming here. So I think that sort of behaviors for attempted parents would be constructive, talking to our offspring like that while they're in the womb. So we don't have to be in classrooms with children who are being caught listening to you know, sexual rap songs or mistreating each other constantly instead of attempting to be serious about um, this learning thing white people keep telling them they're going to school to do. I'm thinking We have um, <laughs> from the chat this, I don't know if this is a white person, it could be, I suspect it is a white person, but we have um, from the chat, Ronald, and I'm not trying to give this person attention, but I just think the other host should know. Oh, he can have all the attention. What did he say? <laughs> Yeah, I just, it's really interesting that we put it on there. So we have it. Ronald says, what are you boys talking about? I have been listening to you. Wrap it up, boys. I think you boys need to wrap it up. Wrap it up. I love when one comes into my world because I, I think this person may be a suspected racist. Uh, 
Rondo, yeah, the terminology boys is definitely a Yorubu. Definitely a, a, a person attempting to practice racism from the safety and with the uh, benefit of animosity. I mean, what is it? An anonymity. <laughs> he definitely has been sending a lot of an animosities in, in the towards us, so I suspect. But yeah, I I I I, I don't mind attempting to classify him, but I do suspect he's a, a racist person, a racist white white male. Simply by saying boys, and he, he also saying, uh, I own people. Only people who could actually own another person on planet Earth is a white person. So, yeah, I suspect Ronald practices anti-sexual behavior just based off his language. So, this is an acutely insane suspected white supremacist. Unless he can prove otherwise. Yeah, this is very fitting. Um, yeah. While this show, while this program, Sarah WS is probably more beneficial to non-white people because we are the ones lacking this information. If racists want to um, come hang out and um, hang out with us, you know, by, by all means, that's, that's, that's how you want to use your T&E. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I would appreciate, um, I would appreciate, but I'm not expecting Rhino to answer any of our questions. Well, I know while I'm here, I, I, I always neglect to do this. Shout out, greetings, greetings to the uh, chat. Yeah, we had Zoe, Zoe season and Zoysen earlier. We had Mr. Yawu, Sour Kiss, Miss Rachel's Record, Mercy Kweku, Miss What's the Code, and we have Rano, greetings. Mr. Brandon and Mr. Coding Events. And to the folks who may be watching but haven't chimed in the chat, and greetings to you too. I hope this broadcast has been worthy of your time and energy. You may have learned a couple of things so far. And yeah, you get a, a, a direct observation of a suspected racist and by looking at their words we dive into their minds you know boys well what are you boys talking about you know most people who are confused what confused me to be a man you know most people but this white person is not confused he he knows i am a boy at best but i prefer to call myself a male but boy is also accurate under the system of white supremacy. But yeah, and he says, "I love another another word right there where we can kind of suspect that this is a white person because love masterfully damaging word that has been used to confuse black people for centuries. Love." 
does not exist on planet Earth unless you have your own definition for it. His love, the ability to own people, mistreat them, you know, dominate them. That's what his love seems to mean. That's not a love we should be um, promoting. Love is justice. Justice is love, guaranteeing no one is mistreated and those who need help receive constructive help. But because that's not happening on planet Earth, we don't have love here. So this is right up. And of course, we are, we, are, we are attempting to do something constructive while it may appear very pitiful because we are in a system that has just placed us forcefully in a pitiful position. We're still doing, attempting to do something constructive, but no matter how pitiful a non-white person attempting to be serious, attempting to talk about the race problem, uh, white people don't want to see that. So here he is doing his job to, you know, practice a little bit of racism, have a little fun doing it too. And I'm sure probably sitting where he is, grinning, soaking up all this attention he's getting from a black person as like for myself so i may be an error i may not understand the urugu as much as i think i am as much as i think i do but still learning Can I bring up something that doesn't have to do with? Of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I was thinking about what um Ray was talking about in terms of victims and health, and I was just thinking about how we're like um really trained to just seek out and be addicted to unhealthy food that is going to cause our death. And it's something that I've had to work on too, because I feel like I'm addicted to unhealthy food as like a coping mechanism for being under the system and doesn't help with the way that everything is like advertised. And they literally show food as like a source of pleasure and not what it should be, which is just a source of sustenance. And I notice it when I'm like at my job, it's like everyone is addicted to unhealthy food and talking to other people about their addiction and no one is doing anything about it. If anything, they just wanna eat addictive food together so they feel less guilty about it. It's something that I've been observing and something that I've been trying to work on myself is building that willpower because I'm seeing a lot of people who are only like, 10, 15 years older than me who have arthritis, diabetes, who have, you can just tell they struggle with daily activities. And especially when I see like the children that I work with, the type of food that they're given, it's all very just disturbing. And it's almost so much more normal to eat unhealthy like these are like I'll work with people I'll be at the plantation with people who are like constantly talking about their 
the one thing too is it feels like a lot of these people don't even care about health. They just want to be thin or look a certain way. So that and that's the relationships of food and health and um, exercise. And it's really unfortunate that we as a society are so brain trashed that we only see our body as a tool for someone else's sexual pleasure to look at and not like, oh, this is something that's supposed to keep me sustenance or it's supposed to keep me alive to help me move, to help me get from this place to this place, to help me think, to help me be able to do daily activities. And I think it's very sad. And those are the same people who will come to the plantation with a whole pie and be like, oh, everyone come eat the pie. And you know, the, the day before that, they're talking about the new diet they're on and what, how they're trying to stay healthy and all this stuff. And then they're telling everyone to eat a pie. And everyone is, you can tell, you know, it's like, they're just so programmed. They immediately go for it without even thinking about, should I eat it, should I not? And that's pretty much how a lot of us function is since we've been eating this food for so long, it feels so normal and it feels so comforting. That's all I have to say. Well said, Ash, that is a real struggle for many, many victims that, um, you know, the food stuff that we consume, most of the times we don't have any idea that we have been tricked, deceived into thinking that the things we are eating is food when it's really um, poison. And we have been deceived into feeding this poison to our um, our victim units, the people we have been again deceived to believe that our family by racist men and racist women, they have deceived us to, to think, to exist in a, in a way that is incorrect and is lies to be blunt. But the food situation that has to be corrected and improved because the racist, racist man, racist woman, racist child, they glee when they see a non-white person who is, you know, even more victimized due to, you know, the poison they have been poisoned with. They glee when they see a really weakly looking victim, you know, can tell they're not getting enough nutrients. They glee when they see a really, really overweight victim. And they can tell that this victim is gorging themselves on the poison that the white supremacy, I mean by that, <clears throat> gorging themselves on the poison that the white supremacists have unleashed upon us, have used to wage this war upon us. So yeah, I, I also, I, I go back, I mostly I go back and forth, but I have stages where I consume a lot of poison. But in, in my mind, I'm thinking, uh, I'll just work it off by, you know, working out and working out. But that's an insane, I, I need, I 
and I would beg our victims to be consistent with attempting to eat as least poison as possible and as much eat as much as nutrient rich food as possible that's like beans quinoa you know vegetables and fruits something i must work on and improve my will to work on because when it comes to this food time and energy i think food will fit in there when it comes to this food our our will has been totally sabotaged because we spent a couple hundred years being forced to eat poison that they called food on the plantation and now they call that poison a number of things some call it soul food some call it snacks but it's a lot of it is poison that is definitely going to cause health problems and whatnot so we must Take care of one of the only things we have on this planet. It's just it's this, this body that we come with. I'll pause there. <clears throat> I, I I can relate to what Mr. 05 and Miss um Miss Ash had uh, just articulated when it, when it comes to consuming what we should be consuming nutrients and uh, food source for energy uh, uh i i took a um a step back i realized that um i wasn't cooking and i was spending large amounts of money um eating out you know like not eating out just ordering food i wouldn't go anywhere i just have the food come directly to me you know and and because of that uh comfort and how quick and effective it was, and it allowed me to be complacent. So uh, it's been a while since I ordered any food, and I've been uh, definitely just cooking, you know, just uh, you know, just the simplest meals, like just baked chicken with like you know spaghetti or whatever, and just throw a bunch of green red green stuff inside the pasta when it's hot, so I could consume my greens. And if I uh, feel the urge. To order food, I'll just make a smoothie full of uh, fruits and um, veggies. But um, it's really easy to, to um, you know, go to McDonald's or eat a bag of chips. You know, watch some videos on YouTube. That's that, that stuff is really easy. It takes a lot of discipline, and the system has system of racism, white supremacy has eradicated a lot of black people's will to do things that sustain their uh, their their spaceship, their body, their their vessel that they were gifted to by the universe, um, by the creator. And like when O5 was saying how, you know, uh, suspected, suspected racists, they have a lot of glee when they see um, non-white, especially black people who are largely overweight or extremely um extremely malnourished they have like entire broadcasts you know that showcase these children and these people and they they, they profit you know I, I i suspect billions of dollars from the existence of these problems but but also when i see people who are you know very very overweight are very very skinny i just in my mind i i I think it's um 
you know, people who are sick, you know, people who are very uncomfortable. And they have existed on planet Earth for X amount of time in a very un, you know, unsustainable, uncomfortable state due to probably not having enough uh, economic uh, revenue to you know have a nice house or not not even a nice house a decent place to live maybe they um don't understand the, the uh, necessity of education and the system of racism white supremacy so they probably don't have adequate education so they're just unhappy and they're eating you know as a way to nurture the uh the emptiness that they feel so i, I don't see that as something that's cute or something that should be you know celebrated glamorized if you look at it logically you will see very 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 unhappy very very uh sick people you know that's if you apply logic if you, if you apply other things then you may see someone who's brave or, or even bold you know and if you think about it too you know sugar and all these fats like obviously they do studies that show that these things are they do studies in rats and they show that these things are just as, or I think times over more addictive than um, cocaine and other highly addictive substances. So that means that we're living in a world where almost everyone is walking around a drug addict and constantly has the drugs everywhere. So it has a lot of contacts and just shows that just how sick the society is that we're all basically addicts and yeah like um cert was saying it requires a lot of willpower and you have to basically until the system ends we all have to fight that fight literally every single day and that's pretty tough you know don't it it, it really is an addiction mr ray Yes, I just came across something interesting. I was attempting to look for the origin of the term comfort food. And it comes from the Palm Beach Post. They used it back in 1966. And <clears throat> inside the story, it says, adults when under severe emotional stress turned to what could be called comfort food. And they define it as food associated with the security of childhood. So with non-white people collectively being children in the system of white supremacy, this definition fits quite accurately. That is very, very interesting um because i i you can definitely correlate um like eating behaviors to you know neglectful or incorrect parenting you know some people um it's very common it's, it's a cliche you know, some people say um eating your feelings you know possibly that can stem from, you know, the, the many, many feelings that were neglected and poorly um, tended to in childhood because, you know, attempted parents are often 
very ill-informed about the system of white about the system of white supremacy. Therefore, I cannot do um, an adequate job of um, bringing up a victim of racism as their attempted child. So when that doesn't happen, a lot of feelings are just out of whack. So, you know, we, we do things that soothe our feelings and eating soothes a lot of feelings can produce a lot of feelings. So very interesting, you know, when children, having children, all victims of racism are children. So we're going to have a lot of emotional children which is what i observe especially when i uh from my recent discoveries of p valley yeah just just watch a couple of actually no we are gonna actually let's watch the trailer let's watch the trailer for p valley and i want to see how how this show is being marketed because it's I think it's 90, 93% on a rotten tomato, somebody said. And um, yeah, it's broadcast. Yeah, we can talk about anything. So let's just watch the trailer. We don't need to know the characters or anything. And we're not caring about the story. Let's just see what's being presented. This is a reality TV show? No, we're going to watch this trailer. This is like a, a, a TV high production behind it we're gonna watch this trailer then we're gonna watch another trailer and then i'm gonna share share my um thoughts um is this um what what what, what streaming services provides this right now this is on amazon prime probably for a little bit longer and but it looks like so it stars but one, one should be able to acquire anything like this uh, with their, you know, tech savviness. Oh, word. We can't hear it. No sound. You ready for that grand rick rick? Reopening. Hey! You can't throw a rock without hitting five businesses. It ain't closed down. All oh, y'all best appreciate what I've been doing these past five months. Keep on, and this booty gonna be gone. So finally, we get to see your last dance, huh? I'm auditioning for some new girls. Beyonce, Need Her Kelly, and Michelle. The best we had are gone. I ain't no coach. You are. Yikes. Um, just just from that trailer alone, um, you can ex we all can expect if you choose to watch it. I, I would not be uh, watching any of this uh, material. Um, but it's just you can expect to see lots of lots of, of black people dying um, from being shot, uh, drugs, uh, Wait, hold on. Like let me let me walk, play this one, then we could comment on them. All right. You ready for this? Hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up. Voguing is an expression. It's supposed to be about passion. 
family drama. Hold up! Damn! Welcome to Legendary. We're about to bring the fire. This house is fine, baby. It's a lot on the line. You were shaking that pudding on that thing. Everyone give it up for Kiki Palmer. I love hearing everything each of you has to say. Yeah, but my critiques are always the best. Who said that? The world. <laughs> Buckle up. Things are about to get wild. Unicorn bitch stepping on a beat. Get your tub on the wheel on my feet. You guys have it in you to become legendary. We love to vote. I want to win. I know, I know I said our names way too early. Not my fault, though. I, said I am so excited to be a part of this. Hot damn. This is why I came to this show. Boom gives us that outlet to truly express ourselves. I knew as a little boy, I'm doing it for the rest of my life. It's so much more than just dance. It's a culture. This changed people's lives. We tried our hardest. It's over for y'all. I don't like this thing. What you say? You want to meet me outside? Or you want to do it now? Bitch, don't play with me. You guys, get into it. Is eight, period. I wanted to jump up, but the way that this dress is set up, I have to say <laughs> Bye, baby. I'm a black sheep. So, what I am taking from these two trailers is what is being seen is children. You know, children, non-white people have been programmed to be children. And both of these trailers, the the actors are playing roles of characters who are children pretending to be men and women. And they're also being very serious about doing silly things like dancing, competing with one another you know, being very ser serious about the conflict and drama. And this is the exact sort of behavior that racist men and racist women want to keep us in forever. You see, look at the name of the show, a legendary, you know, if, if racist men and racist women are able to keep the system in, in place forever, you know, they'll be able to look back when time ends and say, wow, we were legendary because we had those Black people so confused for over an infinity. They, they never solved the problem. Now they're gone. The creator said, you know what? I'm going to take you out, take you out of, off the planet Earth because this is, I can't take it no more. I just can't solve this problem. I'm putting it right in front of y'all. And they putting it right in front of y'all. They, the white people, right in front of y'all. You know, they, you know, come on. Just it's more. I put more of you guys, you guys, non-white people. I put more of you non-white people on planet Earth than I did the white people. What's going on? So if they're able to keep the system on going on, they will be legendary. There's nothing legendary about non-white people dressing up, pretending to be pretty girls or pretty boys. There's not. There's nothing. There's nothing legendary about this. But white supremacy is a very serious business so this these shows have some serious money behind it because white people are very serious about keeping us very confused so yeah shout out to uh, my associate for 
showing me these shows. I think it's constructive for me to know that this, that these things exist so I could, you know, report to non-white people, hey, you see what they're doing? You see what, how serious they are about displaying us and showing us in such a silly manner? So, folks want to um, share their thoughts on what was just out there. Am I being understood in that, you know, children, I mean, actually, one second. I'm going to read from the word guy. I'm going to read from the word guy really quick. Children. So I, I, want, I want to be overstood on, you know, what, what is being said. So let me just read this definition and then I'll open the floor. Uh, children, this, this is what every single non-white person on the planet is. Also, it reminds me, I gotta read some more um, definitions. All right, child slash children. Use these words with caution. Others use these words as for a detailed explanation that you can easily understand. Reason. According to compensatory counter-racist logic, all non-white persons are children as long as they are subject to the system of white supremacy. Racism. Questions. What exactly is a child? Are non-white people children if they are forced to think, speak, and act as children because of the system of white supremacy racism? When exactly is a person grown completed his or her, her growth is being grown a matter of comparing each person with another person if so by measuring what speech or action with what speech or action during the existence of white supremacy racism is every victim of white supremacy not white person and illegitimate abuse child subject of every white supremacist racist? Notes, as long as white supremacy racism exists, it is incorrect for any non-white person to make remarks like, when I was a child, he or she should say, instead say, he, my error, he or she should instead say, when I was a younger person. So we want to be led to believe those two trailers I just played, we are watching men or women, you know, handle their business. Nope, we have children pretending, pretending that they are not subject to the system of white supremacy, but it's not their fault. The people most to blame for everything that has been shared on this broadcast are the racist, racist man, racist woman, and racist child who are actively working to maintain the system. This war against us. When I see those two trailers, it reminds me of when Mr. Fuller says, well, the prediction that he made about the 
black female vagina being replaced by the white male anus. And it just, it, in area three, <clears throat> with these two trailers in particular, it seems to be this, I mean, you could look at it like an attack on the black female by the black male or the attack on the black male by the black female. This is just, wow, that's mass confusion right there. But uh, we have to have the courage to acknowledge that and counter that. The chat is saying some really interesting things. Um, Sarakis says, sad we glorify black females by being over-sexualized. And then Brandon Williams, black people in general are overly sexualized. And those two comments paired with us being children can lead us, lead us to understand that this system of white supremacy is very pedophilic in its operation and in its nature, in its anti-nature, I would say, because yes, that is the case. Now white people, especially black people, super sexualized. You cannot point to any other racial classification on the planet where wet, ass pussy has been released or something close to it where they have normalized calling um the female vagina like this some like like some sort of machine that can be like you know dominated and and and, and, and steered around and same thing with the with, with the male but the black male phallus is something to be steered around and rode around in and just just the, this insane way that we have been taught to promote ourselves sexually and that everyone has been accepted everyone has been trained to accept black people as just naturally over sexual that's such a what they do black people just naturally want to rap about and sing about sex all the time nope this is racist men and racist women doing they want us depicted in this manner because it's easy to degrade to degrade us and this is a pedophilic system you know they don't care about children unless they are abusing benefiting from that child in an incorrect manner so very very uh, grotesque and should be everything we discuss everything Every problem on this planet should be motivation for us to want to solve the problem. And just hey, white people, help us produce justice. You know that that's we're not asking any non-white person to go out and do anything besides hey, can you help us produce justice? Guarantee no one is allowed to be mistreated, and those who need help receive constructive help. Because I suspect all of these black males and black females who are on these shows and whatnot, probably need help they're not getting. And their reaction to not getting help is, you know, has driven them to um, just, just when you don't get the help that you need, it's quite easy to, to, to go insane. Look at planet Earth. 
most people are not getting the help that they need, which is why we are quite insane. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, both of the uh, the trailers. Um, first one, P Valley. Um, I suspect that film, that series, to be uh, following the same trends of uh, power, where there's uh, themes of you know people selling or consuming drugs, which is something that system of racism white supremacy demands you need um, black people to be consuming these things so you need them to be a few of them to die from it you need a few of them to go to jail from selling it and, you know you, and you, you you need to you know generate a need for it and this 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 show will showcase and glorify those actions i suspect while also combining um, um combining a you know opportunity for anti-sexual behavior to be displayed and practiced amongst people. Um, it just seems like a you know just, I, I'm not surprised that the first the first trailer was very, very it just reminded me of power, another show I never watched, but it's just gonna take over. It's gonna not take over. It's gonna just be everywhere. People are gonna be talking about it and young people are gonna be watching it and they're gonna be reproducing the images that they see in the uh, the show, you know, um, they're gonna attempt to do some of the things that they see, or they're gonna, you know, think that it's okay to do what's being depicted in the show. And the second show, if um, uh, I actually know that I don't know him personally, but I know of that guy, the um, non-white black male who was um, wearing the makeup and the wigs. Uh, I, I think his name is very interesting. I, when I learned his name a few weeks ago, his name is La Roach. You know, I, I'm not sure if he was named that or that's just like that's a celebrity name or his um his uh, racially showcased name that they gave him or he gave himself. But um, to me, it just means the Roach. And um, when I I watched him in this series called um, America's Next Top Model, and um, and I I think you can learn a lot. About uh, not only people but the system by watching, you know, anti-sexual behavior that's de depicted in these series. Uh, but um, he's often really, um, really, really, really mean to the uh, black uh, models. You know, very like very most of the time he's like competing with them for some reason, even though he's not a model. He's um, very, very rude to them. And whenever there's like a um, white model, very nice. Um, very, very, uh, you know, worshipy, like worshiping them in a way, and um, it just it's he's 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 checking all the boxes because the system of racism and white supremacy loves they they absolutely love a black male who who is telling them blatantly, listen, I'm not gonna have any kids, so I'm not a problem, you know, I, I my phallus is you know it's. It's gonna be up some guy's, you know, anal cavity. I'm not interested in reproducing, so I have no threat. You know, I, I, I'll even get extensions. You know, I, I'll wear a wig. You know, I'll put on a dress for you. Like, you know, let, let me in. I feel like, you know, the system creates, you know, these, uh, I don't know, misfortunes, but you know, he would probably classify it as an opportunity to be showcased and to get a little bit of money. Um, the TV show reminds me of. Um, RuPaul, you know, another show where 
centers on um, males, you know, pretending to be like females and, you know, becoming queens and winning trophies and showing off and dancing and competing. Um, very, 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 I mean, very interesting. Um, it's, it's definitely going to create a lot of, you know, behavior patterns. I think all these films and TV shows create behavior patterns. I think they come with a force. Um, it's like a, a tornado. When a tornado comes, things get, you know, pushed around. When a show is um, in the center of mainstream uh, media culture, uh, it, it changes, you know, people, I think. I think I just believe that it's, it's what it's designed to do. So um, just you know, be cautious. You know, be codified if you if you can. You know, no no contact, no conflict is one of my favorites. You know, just you know, make a list of what you got to do, and you know, put your best foot forward and do them, and try to make it back home alive. One thing, one thing that both of the shows were very serious about was dancing and in legendary is like it's not just dancing it's coach you know and i'm like wow these shows are just promoting the same thing they want black people to remain primitive the way we think and behave and they don't want that to go nowhere they don't want that to change at all because dancing not coaches We've, we've already mastered dancing. We, we, we're so good at it. We've shown everybody that no one can dance as good as a person classified as Black. So we, we'll, we, need to, we need to become serious about something else, like solving this race problem, learning, learning something that may be constructive into solving this race problem, but dancing for attention, that's for anything. It should, it should, should, we, we should... Yeah, I don't call out things ugly, but dancing and black people celebrating is very ugly to me. It's an ugly sight right there, you know. And I and I am 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 definitely asking the creator and um talk to the creator about yo. I, there's gonna be uh, one day where I, black people, when we see other black people dancing. Uh, when we see dancing, we will understand us. What? Ugly. That's just ugly sight. Yes. Oh. And uh, wait, 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 one more second. And I've always despised dancing, even as a young victim of racism when I was like single digits, living and existing in my cell. And when my attempted parent would, um, Try to make me dance for for the victim. Really, I always despised it. It was always bizarre. Why? Why are we dancing? Yeah, this is yeah. So my brain computer knew this is not something I should be doing when there's a war being waged against me. Yeah, I'm gonna um, look for videos of um, Palestinians dancing. I'm gonna see if I can find some. Uh, this is really minor, but the very last thing you hear in the last tra trailer is a song. I don't know the artist, but saying, um, baby, I am a black sheep. 
And um, that kind of encompasses both of the, the trailers. It's just, just a lot of Black people who are not on code, just they're going with the program. You know, like these are all characters created by, I'm pretty sure, white people. I don't know if Black people are entirely in charge of these productions or these scripts. And if they are, they are definitely highly edited prior to uh, production. So um, just um, the last line of the trailer, um, I'm a black sheep. Um, that's definitely by, by choice. Someone wanted that to end that way. They thought that was the best way to end a trailer. And this trailer has been viewed by millions of people. Millions of people are going to watch both of these shows. So I just think that's significant in a way. Indeed. Uh, also, I, I caught them referring to themselves as a black queen and a and a unicorn, in which I used the word children when referring to non-white people globally because that's how children behave. Children play pretend. Children can 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 go outside and play pretend to be a unicorn, pretend to go capture some unicorns because that's what children are supposed to be doing. But so-called adults talking about I'm a unicorn, I'm a I'm a queen. All right, we're unicorn. Where's your where's your horn, and where's your like four hooves or whatever? And if you're a queen, where's your kingdom? You know, where's your your army? Uh, you know, your your bishop, your knight, your king. Where 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 are those pieces? But it's just a fantasy that white people have allowed us to live in, and and are laughing at us while we're existing in it because they, um. I think there's a detectable behavior pattern that you can sometimes see where um, white people are having to interact with their victims. I think you may see this more often in the schools, but I may be in error. But sometimes they'll have to interact with one of their victims. And then this just like, I sense like, uh wow, we really made you guys really crazy. It's really annoying interacting with you all. Um and that's that's that that's the kind of effect. But um yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought of where I was going with that. But exercise and just hey, shutting up. And, and why this system is so just insane, very fitting word, insane, is because while we are um, children and victims, subjects to the system of white supremacy, at the same time, we are veterans, should be soldiers, soldiering and actively countering the system in any way, shape, or form we can. But we are also um, veterans or veteran victims. It, but uh, this is also from the word guy. So if you don't want to call yourself a, a victim of racism for some reason, you're also a veteran, child veteran, 
maybe. So from the word guide, veteran and or victim veteran ratio. Use these terms mostly to apply to any non-white person who either directly or and directly is, has been subject and or a victim of the system of white supremacy racism in any one or more areas of activity, including economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war slash counter war. So if you're, if you've been captured in this war, if you have been subjected to mistreatment in any of these people activities, according to compensatory kind of racist logic, you're a veteran because the war has not ended. White people have not stopped waging the war against us. So I, I appreciate that about the code and about just how much has been um, compensated for. There's so many terms in this word guy that it allows me to really understand my position. And um, another word right here is super important that all of us should be reminded about. So this word right here, many of us are exposed to it every single day without probably knowing it. We see it probably every single day without knowing we're seeing it. But um, something I also hate, and again, if you're just joining us, hate, my meaning of hate is just to reject. I, I'm rejecting something that I believe shouldn't be here. So, but, but, but let me go to, go to it. I hate seeing this because it's one of the things racist men and racist women have done so flawlessly is implanting this way of thinking into us. And it's called zero-ristic thinking or zero-rism. And it's when you hear stuff like, oh, man, man, we just got to learn how to deal with racism because it ain't going nowhere. Or, man, you're not going to be able to change white people. You know, we don't hear stuff like that. When you hear anything indicating that white supremacy cannot be replaced with something better, some with justice, not even something better, with justice, that, that may work. Guaranteeing no one on planet Earth is mistreated and everybody gets the help that they need that may work so we should replace white supremacy with justice the definition i just gave for justice and anyone who is saying that nah, that can't happen man why are you thinking too big not harming people thinking too big i know i'm retarded but goddamn anyways so we have to stop this behavior it's called zeroism and zeroistic behavior and it's from the word guide and instead of having this on the screen, this really um, wacky screen, let me just put this on. This should have been on the screen a long time ago. Let me go right here. Oh, nope. Oopsie.
All right. So everyone should go here. Oh, books are temporarily sold out. That is excellent. But maybe get your word guide. Doesn't look like that's sold out. So while these are being restocked, get your copy of the word guide and and, and, and before those sell out. So again, zero rhythm, zero risk behavior. Use these terms to apply to things said or done or not said or done that directly or indirectly have the effect of not helping to promote the replacement of the system of white supremacy racism with the system of justice and correctness balance between all people, all creatures, all things, etc., and all areas of activity, existence, and non-existence. So something we must avoid, you know, nothing is um, impossible, especially, you know, gathering an effective number of people who outnumbered the people causing the problem by a lot. I'm not a statistician or a smart person, but some would say 10 to one, you know, we 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 should be able to solve this problem and at least think about solving it. Think about, not think about solving it, but have the awareness that it is a problem that is that can be solved. It's possible to solve racism and replace it with a system of justice. That is very possible. Thinking that it's not as lame thinking, it's brain trash thinking, it's zero-ristic thinking and behavior. Something I despise, but I'm going to have to, I've already learned to deal with it because it's going to keep up until justice has been produced. And interesting, the books are sold out. Maybe excellent to um, let folks to know that CRWS has done the entire study of the code book, cover to cover. Um, I would say a thorough job. So if you're not able to secure your copy of the book right now and you want to know what is in the code, reread a number of it and discussed what was in it. And it's quite organized. So you can find a playlist on our channel, check it out. It should be of constructive value. Uh, that's good, the code book is selling out. That means people are interested in hopefully promoting the code, nearly full of juniors code, uh, code that should be helping us to solve this race problem. Nearly full of juniors code. All right, I I think we um just have one thing to do. We can we can head out. All 
All right, so I'm going to read from Nyan Saysam, a calendar of revolutionary, a calendar of revolutionarily daily thoughts by Mr. Baruti. And let's go to June 18th and see what is the quote for today. All right. So this is a quote from Maluna Karinga. I may have pronounced this name incorrectly. Until we break the monopoly the oppressor has on our minds, liberation is not only impossible, it is unthinkable. For one, it is not likely to achieve what one cannot even conceive. Sometimes warriors intent on being African feel that they are in a battle for their sanity, for their sanity against themselves. That voice and video projector in their heads seem to be on autopilot, determined to force them into embracing non-African thoughts and images. At times, it can be most demoralizing having to spend so much energy fighting against an insanity-driven rogue mind. Even worse, as we progressively become more African-centered, this mind becomes more determined and disrespectful, like a bad habit clinging desperately to its formerly compliant host. Seasoned warriors tell us to take this desperation as a sign of impending doom for this wayward consciousness. These disturbances to your African peace will begin to dramatically decrease with every focused effort you make to wean yourself of European insanity. Do, no, do not fault yourself for the difficulty. Recognize that to some degree, all warriors are recovering addicts whose minds are held captive by the drug of European insanity. And with dealers all around, it is a hard habit to fully break. However, with a curative knowledge of self and sufficient doses of revolutionary awareness and time, the distractions will cease. You will again be free within yourself. Affirm, I am not disarmed or distracted by the law of insanity and this vgq from malana karinga is very interesting and i would say significant i have not read that before but um definitely related to the definition zero zeroism i read earlier and yeah very interesting and logical justice is very possible just that many of us have not had that definition given to us that possibility but yeah if folks would want to share a closing comment please um do so if not i will share a closing and we will adjourn
it has been very constructive and a great joy to just come here and um, discuss and, and talk about the problem. Tragically, I myself is um, just highly, highly um, victimized and um, brain trash. So I must improve on my on my speech and my and, and and being more concise with my combination of of words because the system has done a a number on my ability to think in a manner that I want to, but I am certainly, certainly still learning and um, attempting to counter that. I am getting our closing sound clip up. But while I am attempting to find it, let me play this. I need to find something else. Gonna play a sound clip while I attempt to find something. Sure, but they're not retarded by black people. But black people are retarded by the white supremacists. It's two different things. It's a power position. Who has the most power? Who has the power of one over the other? That's what white supremacy means. There's no such thing as black supremacy anywhere in the known universe. You can't have black supremacy and white supremacy in the same universe at the same time. Now, so I raise the question, well, should you have black supremacy? I say, in order to do what? The same thing that white people are doing? Mistreating people on the basis of color? Uh, that doesn't seem logical to me. If we believe in that, we might as well keep what we got. Because we'll just have, you know, an endless war. That's what that really means. And I'm not asking for a world of endless war, a war that does not end. The white supremacists kind of like that type of thinking. They really do. They like conflict. They invent conflict when there is none and teach other people to get some conflict going. That's why they like boxing matches, match of any kind, football, conflict, in opposition, being in opposition to somebody else all the time. Never in agreement on nothing for very long except we're going to shake hands like people shake hands in the mafia. 
back slapping, hands shaking, and then somebody gets a hit in the next 30 minutes. Right after the handshaking and the back slapping is over. Same people who were doing all that hugging and kissing, slaughtering each other. Mm-hmm. That's the model of the system of white supremacy. All righty, I'm going to check the, the chat and see if I'm not missing any comments from the folks in the audience from the chat. <clears throat> and if not, if I'm not, we're going to play our outro. Again, thanks, everyone. Please share this information. Um, where you see fit. Check the, alrighty. Oh yeah, and also there are, if, if, if the white supremacists have allowed you to have a few extra nickels, you wanna throw my way. Most of our videos have um, ways you can send nickels. Timmy. So that being said, thank you all for participating. I'm going to play our outros and we will see you next time. This was CRWS maintaining and just uh, opportunity and uh, area where we wanted to talk about whatever we felt like talking about. and. That's what was on display here, at least the attempt. Every single one of them. And not just the men, but the women and the children too. Every single one of them. You are alive. You are alive. No. I exist.